Welcome to the Tuesday Wine Club, a weekly podcast where two friends speak to creative experts to find out what, how, and why they do what they do. In addition, we throw in the occasional pop culture review to just mix things up. Hosted by Sam and Veer, the Tuesday Wine Club is an insight into late night wine junk conversations between friends, now available to the public. Oh no! <laughs> Enjoy the episode! Hi, Sam. Hi, Veer. How are you? I'm good. Do you have any particular thing that you would like to speak about today? No, actually, I believe we've spent 45 minutes trying to decide what we want to talk about in like this pre-episode intro vibe thing. It's a pandemic, guys. There's literally nothing to talk about. Like we we reflected, we were like, did anything (laughs) interesting happen in the last week that was like worth addressing? Maybe like really like go ham with the oh well also a pop culture podcast moment but uh no no and then i made the mistake of saying should we do a thing of like oh where were you this time last just mm, take it back it's inappropriate (laughs) so well nothing's really happened we're really excited about the episode it was so much fun to record it killed all those curiosity cats but satisfaction brought them why are you killing cats no, no, but satisfaction brings it back. No, that's the full saying. Curiosity. I didn't cat, even know there was a full saying. Yeah. I just didn't understand why people wanted to kill cats with curiosity. But they brought it back. Yeah, well, that's not a very widely shared version of this experience. Anyway, we had a fantastic time speaking to our guest for this week. And we do you want to say anything about how much fun we had? Honestly, it was a fucking hoot. I don't know what more to say. <laughs> Should so should we like since we literally have nothing to talk about, should we move on to the episode? <laughs> yes, please let's move on. Our guest today is a super talented calligrapher and I will just let her tell you more about her work and her journey. Sanbadi saying yes, please let's move on is also her response to whenever I say anything in a personal conversation. What? On to the episode. In just a few short years, Sachi Dhawan has become one of the go-to calligraphers in India, from teaching workshops to making custom Christmas ornaments, which is my personal brand at this point. There's no limit to how Sachi has been able to share her love for what she does. We're personally obsessed with her packaging. You name a surface and we promise you she's done calligraphy on it. Please raise your glasses as we welcome Sachi Dhawan, aka The Penstroke, to the Tuesday Wine Club. Thank you, Samriddhi and V. That was really sweet. Thank you so much. So excited to be it's here. It's so true because the minute we, we talked about inviting you on as a guest, we started scrolling through your Instagram and I was like, oh my God, she does packaging. She does invite. There's Christmas here. And I was having a full mental meltdown. <laughs> yeah. I tried to add a little bit of everything. Um, but yeah, it's, it's Yeah, no, because when we were going through it, we were like, oh, she does this also. Oh, wait, Sam, did you see this? Oh, wait, okay, but did you see this? I'm sending it to you. <laughs> okay, before anything else, before anything else, what is your favorite wine or drink of choice? This can be alcoholic, non-alcoholic, whatever you want. 
आई लव शार्डने वाइट वाइन सो माई फेवरेट इज एजे फोर्टी सेवन इट्स एन आर्जेंटीनियन वाइन आई एम ऑब्सेस्ड विद दैट यू डोंट गेट इट वेरी इजिली इन डेली सो दैट्स लिटल प्रॉब्लमैटिक बट दैट इज माई फेवरेट आई लव दैट यू एक्चुअली I do a very specific about the things I like, but yeah, that is my favorite. Okay, now coming down to the main stuff, tell me how did a psychology student become a calligrapher? How did this journey start? Where did how did this happen? So this was a bit of a. It was a very. Um, it just happened to be honest um i was in pearl earlier um i did my foundation course in communication design which is how i know veer yeah. um yeah that was like a very weird phase of my life i just graduated from school i had no idea what i wanted to do pearl seemed like a great option because i was always interested in doing something creative from the beginning mm-hmm. um so joined communication design and when i did i actually wanted to do experience designing so i wanted to do set designing and yeah. work in movies and you know shift to bombay and i had like my plans sorted out since day one and when i entered i was just like you know one month in i was just like this is not happening for me like it it's just too much uh i couldn't like i couldn't work i couldn't fit in i was just a, like i was a mess so i like uh in a year i think i don't even think i completed a year technically but i decided to drop out um i dropped out um then again confused what to do i love psychology so you know i was like why not pursue that uh and i wanted to actually study i wanted to take an entire break from the creative field mm-hmm. um and keep that as a hobby more than anything else so i was like let's study so went to du took up psychology interned also and again second plan sorted i was like you know i'll do clinical psychology i'll work in a hospital and everything i had it all planned and after my internship i was like okay no this is also not <laughs> going to work like this is not me i can't keep studying my entire life so college got over i did graduate i didn't drop out uh, after <laughs> that but i did finish my graduation in psychology and then i actually interned in pr i was like let's try this is the first thing that came my way and i was like you know let's try this um it'll be fun and it actually was fun but um i was an introvert i was not a people's person i couldn't like talk to so many people in a day make calls and everything so within 3 months i was like okay no this is also not going to happen for me during that time is actually when i did started practicing calligraphy um and in india at that time there was uh, absolutely no knowledge about pointed pen calligraphy which is what i do so you have devnagari uh, which is done with that uh, with like a flat nib yeah. or you have gothic broad edge italics all of that was yeah. there but pointed pen was it just didn't exist like the world so information was just not there mm-hmm. so i picked up like a fountain pen that i could find uh, like a normal pilot mm-hmm. pen or something and i started writing with that and you know people were like oh my god this is really cool and everything <laughs> even i thought it was really cool now when i look at it it's crap i get that but at that <laughs> but point i mean that's I how you know you've grown yeah 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 so like when i look back when i started i'm i just sometimes cringe <laughs> but um yeah it's it's a fun journey i think it it kind of makes you a little emotional also you know like started from the bottom now we're yeah. here <laughs> love it love that actually you know you you've kind of um, segued into my next question so so that you kind of yeah. continue talking about this So I feel like yeah. this is the thing that all of our guests yeah, do and it's actually kind of great. It just happens. So can yeah. you tell us a bit about um turning calligraphy into like a scalable business especially considering how expensive a craft it is because you know I'm sure you have all your material plus all yeah. your um sort of your inks 
etc. It's a yeah. lot. It's a lot of very expensive apparatus. It is. Uh, so to be honest, I I made this decision that you know I was like I'm not going to get into something now because it was the third time I was getting into something. Right. Yeah. Or uh, like pearl. Sorry, fourth pearl happened. Then du happened. Pr. So I was like this time I want to get into it. If I, I like I'm a hundred percent sure. Otherwise yeah. I would do a job. Right. Uh. So I waited to know if there was a market for calligraphy specifically in Delhi. So I decided to like target the local area first rather than right. pan India. Right. Um. I actually I started practicing calligraphy say maybe in August 2018 but I waited till May 2019 to start my mm. own brand so I, that's the time I gave myself in that time I built connections and I did um, make sure that I had work in my hand sure. um and initially it was just you know like me posting on Instagram um someone from like where I used to work in PR that girl saw and another influencer had posted for a calligrapher mm-hmm. uh, just because uh, she, like she was getting married so she wanted someone to do her wedding invites mm-hmm. and everything in yeah. calligraphy i contacted her she liked my work and you know then when you realize like the power of instagram yeah. things just kind of blow up she posted about my work i got a lot of queries and everything mm-hmm. and luckily she had like a good circle so like it happened to just reach the right people that i wanted to tap yeah. in uh, anyway um once that happened and i realized okay there is a market for this is when i started uh, the pen stroke mm-hmm. which is mm-hmm. my brand um answering your question about supplies and everything to be honest uh, compared to other businesses it's actually very low investment okay. um supplies are expensive um and when i started at that time you didn't have anything in india mm. now it's available very easily everything's yeah. available um but to be honest there are always substitutes for cheaper supplies which is how i started yeah. so i started with <laughs> cheap holder the most basic one i could find cheap nibs once i realized you know like and for me uh, i was 100% jugars. yeah 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 100% and i was very sure that i didn't want to invest a lot uh, so i started with as minimal an investment as i could mm-hmm. and i kept reinvesting in my yeah. own so actually that's such a smart that's such a smart thing you've yeah. done like and i think more people should think of it this way that yes when you want to start your own business especially when it's so niche you don't have to mm-hmm. dive in head first you can sort of wade into the pool and But, yeah like, like I, buy I'm all the bits and right bobs and yeah like two years down um, in this journey i still don't have a website because maintaining and running a website yeah. it's, it's a tedious task it's and it does require investment me, and i'm like i don't know if i'm ready for that yet uh, but yeah like even now i just keep reinvesting whatever i earn i don't add fresh investments until i feel like okay i've reached a scale where i can do it yeah. no, i don't do that i'm very careful by, with like how much i invest into my work Again, just you did it again. You led us into <laughs> the next question. Love it. Love it. Uh, the next question was and is: um, you do so much for work for weddings, and weddings, you know, tend to be sort of a very intimate, personal event for so many people. So, how, what is your approach for how? I mean, what's your approach for weddings for when you get work for weddings? Um, you know, like I, I've just in fact entered the wedding space, and I think the biggest take back I could. Um, feel is um when it when you're working in the wedding industry you cannot uh, treat the client as a client you have to become their family mm. member their yeah. friend their confidant everything it has to be you're very the personal yeah, yeah you're in the wedding you're the wedding planner you're doing everything so <laughs> i just feel like it's not a client um relationship that you have with them because see for them it's 
for, if it's their daughter if it's their son it's the most important day for the parent as well if it's the bride or the groom the same thing so for them they want everything done to the t attention to detail is so so important and yeah. you can only understand their aesthetic if you connect with them in that way so in the wedding industry like like I've done a few wedding cards not too many but I don't have any pre-made designs yeah. so what I do is I try to understand the aesthetic of the couple uh, and that's what I try to translate into the cards that I put out I don't prefer having too many pre-made designs because that again gets really commercial and um it's not intimate it's not personalized so yeah. that's something i try to focus on i love on. that i absolutely love that. like i'm i'm nowhere close to being married but i'm just like, <laughs> i really want this maybe my next birthday cards same. or something my birthday cards will be like no, this. Same. same i was like i can't wait to design my yeah. wedding card someone needs to find a boy <laughs> i feel like it's good when you do yours though you're gonna be spoiled by choice because you're like what no, how do i I'm- approach this I don't think I'm going to do mine because I, it'll just never get done. I'll just be like this is not okay, that's not okay. It'll just never happen. So I think I'm just outsourced. But yeah, no, like I'm on the same page as Sam when I saw when I really uh, sat down and saw your work for, like properly properly. I was like, hmm, now all I need is a money and b a really important event. So how can I procure both of these things to hire Sachi to do something? You know, we that that thing we were talking about with Ira about having like a Tuesday wine club paint night. Maybe we can do the invites with Sachi. <laughs> you know, if we keep hypothetically yes, building this board. up through the episodes, we're gonna have to actually follow through on oh, it. God. I think we can plan like a complete event. You have Ira on board. You have both of you organizing it. I'll do the invites. Yeah. I think let's do It'll it, just guys. Be a big creative like. Thing. Okay, so again, let's just leading make COVID us, go away. Yeah, now. leading us into our, our next question. Yeah. Um. So you're constantly kind of doing new things with your craft, whether it's Christmas yeah. ornaments or you know those clear envelope seals that you've got with the gold stuff mm-hmm. in them. Veena and I kind yeah. of sent it to each other, and we just went. <gasps> like, oh my God, Genuinely, so I think cool. that's my favorite thing that you've done. So how do you decide Thank where you. to expand your craft? You know, to be honest, um, and I realized this very, very recently. Yeah. I love to experiment with different things and different materials. Mm. Um, and those clear seeds that you're talking about, which it was just an experiment. I had no plans of again. It like people really appreciated when I put it out, but I that was not the intention. It was just a random experiment that I tried at home. Turned out well. Okay, great. Uh, when it comes to expanding, um. Again, like I feel, the key is to keep trying different things yeah. while staying true to your aesthetic um, yeah. and your niche. So, like, if I am doing calligraphy, I will try, like you know, you guys said different surfaces and everything. Um, some things are a hit, some things are a complete miss. Um, but that's okay. Like you know, I feel like for me, there's a lot of take back. It also tells me what my audience likes, what the yeah. customers want. So sometimes, like I. launch like you know a digital workbook like last year i did this i launched a digital workbook and a lot of people were like but no we don't have a printer at home we don't know which paper to print it on can you print it and send it to me and i was just like i don't want to print it and send it and everything <laughs> so this year around when i launched a workbook and i just did i did a printable format i did no digital format i completely scrapped that so um it's just been trial and error i introduce a lot of different things on my page now and then but now i am particularly looking at expanding in the wedding sector because right. uh, calligraphy as a as like a day to day like a job if i say so is very tedious on your hand like yeah. um you can't I was do it ask about that actually cuz like yeah, my hand starts cramping just by drawing for like a couple of hours <laughs> so i can't imagine yeah. with the precision of your work 
just how much your hand might hurt at the end of the day. No, and earlier this year, in fact, the doctor told me that I can't write for a couple of months. So I took a break for two months. I was not yeah. taking on any uh, like calligraphy projects. Yeah. So I was designing. I was doing all of that. But so now I am taking it on, but um, in a limited quantity. So not going a little crazy mm-hmm. because you know you have people coming to you. They want hundred cards, and they're willing yeah. to pay for hundred yeah, handwritten cards. It's all handmade, like they're not. Right? Yeah, it's handmade. The timeline yeah. is very, very tight. So, um, of course, like I sit on my desk day to night and write. So yeah. it, it's not long term. I don't see myself just doing this. I do want to expand into different things: uh, gifting, wedding invites, stationery. So that's something I'm really looking the whole at. Sort of we, Veer and I have a separate side bubble yeah. called stationery. <laughs> <laughs> yes. All work, eh? it's all like under process. The lockdown happened, so I couldn't like sample anything. Yeah. But yeah. Hopefully soon. Whenever, uh, wherever when... in the world, we will come find you <laughs> when that happens. One yeah. thing I want to just tell anyone listening to this is, please go see the clear seals with the gold leaf in them. They're just kind of ridiculously good looking. And, and just obsessed. because we can't go through a podcast without talking about Taylor Swift, it gives me ever more vibes. That's all I'll say. <laughs> it really gives me ever more vibes. And uh, second thing I was going to say is, this is the fifth time you're doing this, but again, yes. you led us into the next question. <laughs> um, I, like, we really ordered these very well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, the question is that, you know, we know you just released the workbook, the pointed pen mm-hmm. calligraphy workbook. Uh, yeah. So we just wanted to know how and why did you decide to put that out? And also, yeah. two-parter, how do you also go about teaching workshops? Uh, so, you know, when it comes to workshops and teaching, I don't take group classes at all. Yeah. Um, I did last year and I realized that I'm not the best at it. Like, I I was good, but I felt like my strength lies um in one-on-one classes. So, that's yeah. all I do now. Because every person has a different pace of learning calligraphy. Yeah. Um, now, online, what I do is it's it's a little tough because, of course, you can't see posture. You can't see the way the person's holding stuff mm-hmm. and how they're doing it. Uh. But, uh, like, I've been lucky that, like, the people who have come to me have actually been really talented, which makes me kind of (laughs) go back to when I started and I was like, I'm, I was crap. Like, these people are going to be amazing in a year. Like, it took me two years to reach where I am. I mean, alternatively, you're a really great teacher, so. Uh, maybe, but they're also because they're insanely talented people (laughs) out there, I feel. Um, but yeah, so also for the workbook, because you know, a lot of calligraphers, we have a lot of calligraphers in India yeah. today. Yeah. The industry has just exploded, uh, and people want to learn and people want to learn in the correct way. Um, so that's the reason I actually launched my workbook because when you, even though if it's online, you know, the person can't see what I'm writing. I send them my scans, I send them my notes, but Calligraphy is a skill based on muscle memory. Mm. So I give a lot of traceables in my workbook. So, you know, the more you trace and write a particular way, your hand will get used to the movement. Yeah. Okay. Um, that develops your muscle memory. And that's how your arm, like, suppose if we're writing at a particular slant. Mm. So in calligraphy, we have in copper plate calligraphy, which is a script, mm. we have a 55 degree slant. So the more you practice on that slant, yeah. your hand will automatically get used to that. Eventually, you won't need the lines. This is very interesting because I was under yeah. the impression because I've I've seen some of my friends in school who one of them used to do calligraphy. I mean, not professionally. We were what twelve, not twelve. Or how old are we? In ten, nine, or sixteen? <laughs> so I've seen her do it. But even with her, I didn't see her tracing. I think it was just 
you know yeah. like she had a hand for it if that makes sense so yeah. to know all these intricacies yeah. that yes you have to practice there's a slant this you know there's tracing and yeah. I'm I'm there's quite a, there's fascinated there's also a, f- a fixed angle and a fi- yeah like yeah, and also yeah. the different types of calligraphy yeah. right like yeah gothic yeah, having so a different the, style than the world of calligraphy is absolutely huge that's why when i entered i was like this is like an overload of in- information mm. and i i know like i practice copper plate calligraphy mm. uh, which is just like a pin in the ocean because that's one script so like you have thousands of fonts in a computer likewise you have a lot of scripts in calligraphy copper plate is one which is the only one i know um i am learning another one in fact i had my first class today it's called spenserian so again i'm also learning online so with calligraphy also like you know i will never reach a stage where i feel that i've learned and i'm this is it i can't yeah, get better no, that's not going to happen it's also such an expansive craft It is. I mean, so I like, think sometimes have, people don't necessarily realize quite how large it is. Yeah, it is, and like you know, you have modern art, you have modern calligraphy, which is your yeah. own interpretation of the script. Um. So yeah. So when I launched my workbook, that was basically my idea, so that you know people can improve their hmm. script. I've given variations of letters. I've told them how to join letters. I've given numbers. Yeah. It's just a fun DIY workbook where a, even a beginner can use a pencil and do it. So like it was just everyone's kind of like. bored in lockdown not stepping mm. out of their home and for me calligraphy really helped with my anxiety yeah. and that is the reason i started it yeah. um it is a meditative art form yeah. so i was just like you know why not mm. wait, wait wait i have a loose question to throw in that was unplanned but mm-hmm. do you think at some point we can see you making a font of your own that's actually something um like my team member suggested to me like two days back she like you need to make a font and i was like i i want to but i'm very technologically challenged i don't know how to do that this person sitting across you can help you <laughs> this person who's very modestly no. pointing to himself for those who can't see <laughs> <laughs> No, I think it's a really cool idea because I I want to I really want to um I because can't I feel wait. like <laughs> Yeah, because now I feel like I I have developed my own style but I will yeah. give it maybe a few more months before I get there refine my script sure, a little better. Sure. Yeah. Um and then when I feel like okay 100% I'm here I want to launch my phone I am Listen, you know where to, to find it. me. <laughs> Done for sure. We'll definitely okay. Do let's this. talk about like some fun client stories. So, do you have any yeah. like fun client stories that you can share with us and then have it? Fun out? client stories. I have like uh, insane client stories. Like I've messed up orders. I've gone crazy doing it. Like um, I remember one. I'm not gonna name any brand or any client well, for your safety. Let's not. Yeah. Uh, one brand had reached out to me and. Uh, I ended up like I'm very bad with time management. Like I have no idea about like how much time a particular project is going to mm. take. So I'll say yeah, yeah, I'll do it in like three hours, and <laughs> probably would take me ten hours to do it. Like yeah. it's that crazy. Yeah. And my mom helps me with my work, and she like listen, don't say you're going to give this tomorrow because you are not going to be able to give it tomorrow. And this one client, I had to do about like oh, I'm very embarrassed to say this, but I had to do about like I don't know how many cards. And by the end of it, I worked till like six a.m. in the morning. Oh. And by the end of it, I couldn't feel my hand. Yeah. I couldn't even write. Like I was just like, it was a complete mess. Not a fun story, but yeah, like a very big learning for me. But other than that, like I feel like I've been very lucky. I found really good mm. clients. I've never yeah. um 
never had an issue with anyone like everyone's been very sweet very supportive yeah. and like this industry i feel as a whole is absolutely amazing like people really cheer you on they support you um it's it's really nice like yeah and i think lucky. it's also like so evident how much of yourself you're putting into your work right yeah. so i feel like that it also commands sort of an immediate sense of respect okay so talk to us about how you approach something like the nike event um so yeah. we know that you were in the nike store essentially doing calligraphy on products that people were buying is that right mm-hmm. um yeah so i was engraving yeah uh, so for something like that what's your setup like what do you you know what do you carry are there any technicalities that you sort of need to take into consideration when you're basically yeah. sort of when you're not at your workstation necessarily Yeah it's it's actually not that difficult to be honest for on-site events uh like for engraving for example yeah. we have a professional engraver that comes for calligraphers mm-hmm. so that um just a marker sanitizer uh and that's it like you don't need anything more mm-hmm. it's pretty easy to be honest and if it is an on-site event where you're not engraving if you're writing mm-hmm. on cards or something yeah. um it's pretty compact to be honest you'll just have your pen holder nib a little jar of ink pencil mm-hmm. ruler and that's about it like it's it's not tough or anything and if you want to make it even more easier or yeah. uh, convenient you get brush pens so skip the yeah. nib pen and ink mm-hmm. just carry brush pens it's actually really easy not tedious at all i love on site events to be mm-hmm. that was going fun. to be my other like unscheduled question so do you do on site <laughs> events <laughs> i do i do on site events i've uh, done it for a couple of brands uh, we've done nike and a few other brands which i can't because of confidentiality no, of but yeah not an issue uh, so it's they're actually really fun you get to interact with a lot of people mm. and step out of your workspace because i'm yeah. sitting there day in and out it's so monotonous so i love working outside and people are really enamored by the art of calligraphy i've seen in india because they've not seen so much of it before so they get really intrigued by like you know how it's happening and how are you writing and everything so it's it's fun i love it next question Yeah. Why did you decide to get into luxury packaging and how do you approach it? Okay. So this is actually a really interesting question. Luxury packaging because uh I'm a sucker for detailing. Mm. Yeah. Uh I I'm I'm very very particular like you know like you asked me about the wine so like it's it's everything to the T. Uh and I feel like in India um I actually I won't talk about India. I'll say Delhi yeah. right now mm. because I I don't have that much knowledge. But in Delhi, I feel like that's the, a little missing mm. from a lot of stuff we see. Everything is um, it's bright, it's gold, it's loud, but it's not minimalistic mm. yeah. uh, and detailed, which I feel is what my vibe lug- is. It's not quite luxury. Yeah, and you know, like for me, when someone says luxury, what I associate with it is. instantly what comes to my mind is chanel i mm. love her guys i have found <laughs> my new best friend we can go take a hike just i think we're shit <laughs> i'm i i my mind is blown because that is exactly what i think about when you say luxury so my brain is just yeah. bursting right now Yeah so it's it's as simple as that it's just their packaging their aesthetic it's just minimalistic so uh, for me uh, i just try to i obviously not channel chanel's vibe but like channel that minimalistic aesthetic into whatever i do so the color palette you'll yeah. never see me working with bright colors yeah. i can't stand and process bright <laughs> colors i can't work with orange and yellow Nicole, or green khatam <laughs> i don't work with orange or yellow i work no but i found your best friend go <laughs> <laughs> oh, cha- oh okay bye 
Yeah, so, it's a Tuesday Oh my god, this will be fun. <laughs> I think we'll end up talking ourselves. We won't give the guests yeah, any yeah. chance. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, so for me, I just, that's the kind of vibe I want to put out into my work, which I didn't see. And I did a lot of research on this and everywhere I felt there's a similar aesthetic. So I just wanted to like... Get, like dive in and get something different and to be honest uh, when I did my first packaging project I was not doing packaging yeah. the client really like they requested me to do mm-hmm. it mm-hmm. and I was like okay I'm doing your wedding invites I will do the packaging mm-hmm. as well and it just happened like again it just happened because um actually my brother's friend told me this and I really um take it back always he said that unless you like so he basically what he said was only you know what you're capable of mm. doing and unless yeah. you keep challenging your capabilities they won't ex- increase and they won't expand so you need to constantly challenge yourself mm. to know what you're capable of doing and that's what happened when i did the packaging mm. bit mm. it was a mess i cried for two days straight because it was so stressful but it paid off like yeah. right now when I look at the pictures I'm like okay this is something I'm proud of yeah. so it was worth it so also, now I'm very fond of packaging here also I feel like it's sort of the principle of it is so similar to um let me sort of find a way to say this but you know when in, in packaging you're you're still looking at material you're still looking at um how something ultimately comes together, which is sort of what you have to do when you approach calligraphy in some ways as mm-hmm. well, especially with terms yeah. of paper. Yeah. So I feel like it's such a natural extension in terms of material alone. And you know, like, I just feel like the common thing between both of them is um, you're creating an experience for the person yeah. it's reaching. Yeah. So with calligraphy, also you're creating an experience because when the person opens it, some and most of the times, if it's like a handwritten letter or a personal note, they will be overwhelmed with emotion yeah. because it's coming from a loved mm-hmm. one. And very similar thing with packaging. So it's not just elements that have been put together. It's an entire experience that you're creating for the person. So, you know, from the moment they receive the product to they untie the bowl, yeah, it's, they open the, it's the, the, the unboxing box. as much mm. as it is the boxing. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. And it's not just the product that goes inside the box or the it's entire... The... It's the curation. It's the yeah. complete mm-hmm. curation. So, that's what I try to do. Like, give each person a unique experience. It's how is, much yeah. they feel like they've been thought about. Yeah, exactly. Couldn't this have put is just making better. me so happy, like... <laughs> okay, so so if yeah. someone wants to start calligraphy in, as an art form, asking for a friend, how would you recommend <laughs> they go about it? What would you uh, What would okay. you place in a beginner's kit, for example? Let's just go with that. For the beginner's kit, I would say learn, like make sure you learn from the right hmm. person. So, firstly, find out what you want to learn. Like, do you want to yeah. learn traditional copper play? Like, do you want to do you want to learn a traditional script, or do you want to learn just you know a mo- like modern calligraphy just for fun and everything? Yeah. The right way to start is always with a traditional script. I'd say. Um. Then go into modern calligraphy. That is also how I yeah. learned. Um. And I'm really glad I did it that way because unless you know the traditional uh, aspects, you yeah. can't add your own twist to something. So it's important to understand that learn the first. Basics first. Exactly. Learn the basics and learn it from the right person. So I would say like, even I'm not like the best person to teach someone, um, like a beginner who wants to learn it seriously. There are people a lot yeah. more qualified yeah. than me. <laughs> and I would say like, if you, can uh, because of course like because of covid we're having a lot of zoom mm. sessions and 
the like so we have a association called Ma- like it's called I am pets so it's for master penmen all over mm-hmm. the world so you have these people who actually conduct <coughs> online workshops in fact the one i signed up for is from uh, he's actually the best calligrapher in the world for the script that i'm oh, learning wow. yeah. so yeah so you have so much exposure you have so much knowledge available to you so learn from the right mm-hmm. person learn from s- someone who's the best in the business yeah. i'd say mm-hmm. And, and then mean, just practice. If you want to like, practice, you can always get the point of pen calligraphy workbook. Yes, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> that was really subtle. <laughs> no, don't worry. We are not subtle at all with self plug. If you listen to our episodes, <laughs> there's at least a minimum of one per person, if not one each. Like one of them. She's lying like by mostly that. from her. Um, yeah, I will okay, plug my so, work, guys. I put a lot of effort into it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, speaking of tools, what are the top three things in your kit? Top three things would be my pen holder. I love my wooden pen holder also because I'm a Harry Potter fan. It kind of reminds <laughs> me of wands. So I really like to get like a fancy wooden pen holder. Yeah. Um, my Sumi ink, it's a Japanese ink. I love it. It's my absolute mm-hmm. favorite. Uh, and my favorite nib. These three things always there. Like if even if I'm traveling, I carry them. So I, I don't leave it anywhere. Yeah. So It's the one three. thing you can't live without. Take us behind the scenes a little bit. What's your, what's your work setup like? What do we not get to see? What you not get to see is a very, very messy workspace. <laughs> I'm, I'm the messiest worker you can find. All that aesthetic just disappears <laughs> on my desk. There is, it's absolutely like it's a mess. So I don't have any other word also. There's a cutting mat which has ink spilt over yesterday only while teaching. I uh, spilt ink on my dining table also because I teach <laughs> there. So like my mom woke up in the morning and she like, you spilled ink again. And it was turquoise blue on the tablecloth. And I was like, oh my God. Um, but yeah, like behind the scene, it's just, it's just a disaster happening. <laughs> uh, there is ink everywhere. There is paper everywhere. Um, so yeah, it's, it's not very neat. Uh, like I'm not an honest But at least it's honest because it, yeah. it's not going to be perfect, right? <laughs> I once posted a picture on Instagram of like my workspace for photo yeah. shoots and my <laughs> workspace in reality, like IRL and everyone was like, oh my God, relatable because, and when I have to shoot a picture and everything, it takes me one hour minimum I was to clean gonna up ask, my desk. In fact, because <laughs> I know that this is something that yeah. so many people in creative fields have to do especially mm-hmm. for like things like press pictures and stuff like that mm-hmm. I was like have you had to take pictures like these and how much effort have you oh put God. into cleaning up your workspace to do it don't even ask I have to so like uh, like I said I work on my dining table mostly so I have to shift the table I have to clean yeah. it completely put flowers organize everything <laughs> and I don't organize it I basically take everything and I dump it on another table which is not visible on the, in the picture like all of that's us. easy <laughs> Yeah, so I don't have like, I don't have the patience to sit and organize it. But it, p- taking pictures of your workspace is a task. Like it's it's very tough because no one can work that neatly. At least yeah. like no one I know of. And if they can, then please teach me how to. Guys, whoever's I don't listening, think please teach me a, how to it's work. An, it's a realistic expectation to have to work yeah, that neatly. Like, it's a creative mess. I like to call it yeah, that. Yeah, let's go with so that. Okay. Because I was also going to say something and I was like, like no, I have like some 17 like, little, little things lying around my table. <laughs> okay, yeah. so tell us what is something about being a calligrapher that people might not be aware of? Uh, Yeah, I think 
the effort and the time and it's taken to actually learn the art mm. people don't realize that so if we're charging you know at the end of the day which is also struggle in india uh, calligraphy is not considered a luxury art form yeah um, which is why yeah. because like i don't know like i have no idea like so if i if i see maybe like an amazing calligrapher create like a piece of art or something because you also have pictorial calligraphy um i have a very strong feeling it might not sell as much in india because they're like likha hi to hai like kya kar rahe so like that's something i struggle with so you know i if i'm charging an xyz amount this is something people really don't uh, like they don't understand why i'm charging and i'm like i'm charging for the two years i've spent learning yeah. day in and out i think practicing yeah because this is one of my biggest i don't want to call it a pet peeve but i have an issue with just say peeve this. why is it a pet peeve <laughs> is it called a pet peeve it, it is it i mean is but like pet peeve oh my god you thought me like like just oh god don't do that to me so <laughs> an issue i have let's go with that is yeah. that, and i've only seen it in india which is quite sad considering there are so many crafts that that people know take yeah. so much time calligraphy being one of the biggest examples yeah people don't realize that you're not just paying for the final product like you said it's your experience it's the time you're taking your material yeah. your expertise your intellectual yeah. property you know there's so many facets to what the final invoice Why amount comes out for it yeah. from the beginning and like abroad like so you have this thing with calligraphers they charge by the hour yeah. Yeah. in india i know if we do that people will say are you purposely doing it slowly that's why you're <laughs> charging so much or you're taking longer On to the fun questions, as I call it, in every single episode. What do you think of, or what comes to your mind when we say the following words? Okay, ready? Wait, this is like the kuch kuch hota hai game. I had to say this. I love this game. <laughs> you know, I we didn't even that. we didn't even think of that. I didn't that. notice this before. Yeah, yeah, I'm like a very big kuch kuch hota hai fan. So like, this was like I was waiting for this segment. See, you're the first person Dude. who's come and said kuch kuch hota hai. Between the two of us, we're like we sound like Karan Johar of all people. Yeah, I mean the thing is, I can't stand Karan Johar, but I'm also a really big Kuch Kuch Hota Hai fan, so I'm yeah. very much with you. Okay, Anjali was a vibe. <laughs> Anjali was a vibe needs to be like our like intro song. Listen, I just have a mental image of like Sachi sitting at a dining table and working, and me on the side going Sachi ink ink Sachi ink. <laughs> I didn't want to be her at that point. I was trying to channel that Kalki from Shaitan at that point, but I have curly hair. Kalki has straight hair. It does not work. <laughs> okay, for later use. If anyone wants a kuch kuch hota hai drinking game, I a friend of mine uh, and I made one. So if you so we'll get to that yes. later. Okay, sure. so first word, ink. Okay, ink. Uh, paper. Okay. Uh, artisanal. Packaging. Nice. Okay, future. Future vast, I would say. Okay, last word. Pyaar. Toasty. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> That had to be it. Uh. Okay. Tell me. 
don't say Anjali because I'll say Sharma. I don't know any other Anjali. <laughs> okay, t- uh, <laughs> last question. <laughs> tell tell us one piece of media that's been stuck in your head or it's been on repeat for the so last month. So this can be TV, song, song whatever, new movie, whatever. You know, not month, not month, years, gossip girl. Really? So whenever I yeah, so I have this thing whenever I I'm creatively blocked or I lack inspiration, I go watch Gossip Girl on repeat. I'm on season 3 right now. <laughs> I started a while back. <laughs> so because I was creatively blocked, so Gossip Girl's my go-to. Before that, it was Shit's Creek. I loved oh it. Oh my I god, we've discussed that so much. <laughs> on the- Wait, are you excited for the Gossip Girl reboot? No, I prefer. Like, I don't think anybody kind of, is. I'm scared. I am. They'll ruin it. I like, I'm I saw the, scared they'll ruin it. I saw the trailer and I'm like I did. very I interested. It's interesting, of course, because it'll be more relatable. Yeah, that maybe. Gossip Girl's just not relatable anymore. But I just hope they don't ruin it. <laughs> I th- that's exactly the same reason I'm not excited for the Sex and the City reboot. I am in three yeah, minds about the Sex and the City reboot because first they told me, "Oh, Big is there now. Big is not there now. Aiden is there now. Aiden Even Samantha is not there. Not like, not bro, there. what are you doing? Samantha is not there. She is the most. How is, how is Sex and the City Sex yeah. and the City without Samantha? Like you've literally removed like it's... one of the main characters. Asala Jessica Parker. She hates the actress who plays Samantha. I thought I thought they hated each other. Or there's some. <laughs> they do. They do. They do. Yeah, I read the entire thing. And yeah, I was like, wait, how do I not know about this? I don't know. This? Okay, after we finish, you guys need to tell me because I didn't go and read the stuff. I just know they have beef. Okay, final question of the night. Can you tell us okay. where we can find you on the internet and where we can find your book? Because that's what I'm going to do after this. On the internet, you can find me on Instagram only. Okay. Uh, I don't have a website yet. Don't worry. What's your handle on Instagram? The Pen Store. So everybody go follow the Pen Store because just for like Thank satisfying you. video purposes. Thank like you. all the pictures of the clear wax seals yes. in the cool. <laughs> <laughs> I'll post more. And where can we find your book? Because I know my mom's going to ask me after this. Uh, so the book again uh, you can either email me my email id is on my instagram okay. handle or just dm so right now i'm taking orders only through that uh, once i do set up my website you guys will know of course <laughs> um but yes hopefully soon i should have a website it is under process it's all happening love so maybe it. in the near future thank you for being here Patrick. thank you so much thank because you. this was so much fun just no, getting thank you all for the having curiosity me. out of my system. <laughs> no, this is a lot of fun. It's also not something I usually do, but this is a lot of fun. Thank you guys. I'm so happy. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Tuesday Wine Club. Remember to follow us on Instagram at the Tuesday Wine Club. Sam and my personal handles can be found on the same account. Come stalk our profiles. We love the extra engagement. You already knew that. We self-plug every episode. Review the podcast wherever you're listening to this so that, hey, we get more listeners to chat shit too. Until next week, stay safe.